welcome to the first ever episode of the GF Guerrilla Feminism podcast. I am LaCrista Greco. I'm the founder of Guerrilla Feminism. And I'm doing this mostly because I received a lot of interest when I polled people on Instagram. So I'm going to test this out, try it out, see if it's like super fucking boring (laughs) or not. And we'll go from there. So I think how I'm going to run this podcast is it's going to be like, you know, in this first episode, I'm going to give some background about myself and about guerrilla feminism. Uh, And then I'm also going to talk about some behind the scenes stuff um, regarding the Instagram page and maybe answer some some of the many direct messages that I receive, which are a lot, especially in the last couple days, um, because yeah, I'll get into that in a little bit. Sound good? I hope so. So uh, I'm a writer, I am a speaker, I'm an activist. Um, I am currently in library school after being out of school for seven years. Um, and I'll, I'll give my educational background um, really just for contextual purposes. I know, you know, academia is pretty fucked up, to say the least. And it's, you know, people's academic backgrounds are not really that interesting, at least not to everybody. And, you know, but I will let you know my academic background. Uh, that's where I'm going with this. So I have a... A Bachelor of Science, a BS degree in English, BS in English, yeah, Uh, which is pretty true. Uh, It's a bullshit degree. Um, Although I did enjoy it, so don't get me wrong. I love, I loved being able to read books and doing all that fun stuff, writing, etc. I have a Master's of Arts in Women's and Gender Studies, and then now, hopefully, I will have a um, MLIS, Master's of Library and in Information Science, so I can be a cool, radical, badass feminist librarian. That is my goal. Also, I wanted to note, I have major vocal fry, and I say like a lot, and I say and a lot. And I, I talk, you know, with, with an upward inflection. So just FYI, that is how I talk. Um, I don't talk in any sort of an academic <laughs> way. Uh, this is, this is me. I talk like this. I mostly for the, well, for the most part, I write like this, though I am able to turn on that pretentious academic writing voice when I need to. But largely... I feel like that's really fucking inaccessible, so I don't really fuck with it. And so I hope my voice doesn't annoy people, but, and I mean, if it does, then I guess farewell, old friend. I guess you won't be listening. Uh, But yeah, this is how I talk. This is, this is me. So deal with it. Um, So I started Guerrilla Feminism in 2011 when I was living in Chicago And I was a year out of my grad program. 
And I started it really because I missed being in a, a classroom setting with like-minded people that I could really talk about like feminism and social justice issues with. I mean, I had, I had friends, but it, it wasn't the same kind of thing. And, you know, it wasn't like there was a set time that we could talk about these things weekly. So I initially started it as a street activist campaign and sort of a performance art piece, if you will, uh, in that I would print off uh, feminist slogans or sayings or um, anti-rape culture stuff. Um, I think like there was one, one example would be Ms. Magazine had this uh, large feature. I don't remember. It must have been around 2011 or 2012, um, where they just had the phrase rape is rape. And so like that was a text that I, um, printed off and laminated and like put around various places in Chicago, like on buses, on the train, on newsstands, etc. And then I would kind of watch as people interacted or didn't interact with these visuals. And eventually I created a Facebook page then because I, my, my idea at the time was like, it'd be great if like I could get other people to do this in their communities and we could really kind of like spread the feminist word and do things like that. So I created the Facebook page. It got really big really quickly, which was awesome. And then it kind of evolved into this other thing where it was more kind of a one-stop shop for like feminist news or, you know, articles, essays, images, etc. And so it really kind of stayed online, which I was okay with. And I, I mean, I still am okay with that. Um, I think there's a lot of pros for something being online um, specifically. I think, you know, it is much more accessible for a lot of people, um, especially people who, you know, are unable to just go out to a protest or a march, etc. Um, so I do think, you know, there are a lot of pros with having a specific online activist entity. Um, so I was pretty pretty okay with like the evolution and where it went. Currently, I have, you know, in the last couple months, I decided to unpublish the Facebook page, mostly because it was just too much work to run that and the Instagram. And I'm really, to be honest, like sick of Facebook, like everybody, I think. So I'm much more interested in Instagram and my audience there, etc. So I'm only right now um, overseeing the Instagram account, which is pretty great most of the time, but of course has its issues, which I will get into. Uh, so that's a little background about myself and about GF, um, gluten-free, guerrilla feminism. So the Instagram page started, I think, in 20, started after the Facebook page. So 2015, 2014. Um, and back in the day, 
uh, guerrilla feminism had a bunch of um, branch pages. So like there was a GF India, there was a GF Italy, there was a GF um, California, a GF New York, which was really awesome. But I realized really quickly that I just did not have the ability to oversee 80 plus volunteers online and make sure they were adhering to, you know, like what GF is and what it's supposed to be about, et cetera. Um, doing that with a full-time job um, and doing the GF stuff for no pay, it was just not feasible for me. So, and of course there were some pages that kind of went a little rogue and did some shit they weren't supposed to. I can get into that at some other point maybe, but so it really was like a lot to fucking oversee. And I had to just be like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And I know a lot of people hate me for that to this day or are really upset about it. And I'm, I'm empathetic to that, but you know, I had to do what I had to do. So Right now, it's really just um, a space where I share images, I moderate really heavily, which is something that um, sets guerrilla feminism ap apart from a lot of other feminist spaces. I guess, you know, I, I kind of look at Instagram as like, I'm, I'm almost trying to kind of utilize it as a private, like old school message board. And so because Instagram works as a private or as a public space it's kind of hard to do that because it's not really built that way granted i could privatize the account but then that removes it as a business account and there then you don't see analytics and there are all these other issues with that um so uh yeah so i i mean i you know the, the account is public but i do moderate really heavily and just the other day, <laughs> um, I posted something that really got people uh, to be uncomfortable. And I had about a thousand comments and I read through all of them. And I, do, I mean, I do that. That's by far like probably the most amount of comments I get on a post is probably 900 to a thousand. Um, so I read all those comments, like I, I look at them, I, I will then often turn off the comments on that post so that I can give myself a break. <laughs> um, and people get really pissed when you turn off comments on a post is what I've found, but whatever. Um, and this was on a vegan post, which is, <sighs> God, like notoriously, anytime I post anything that's critiquing veganism, specifically white veganism, um, I hear about it and people get real fucking pissed. So this post said, everyone can survive on a vegan diet. False. Saying this ignores the thousands of people with disabilities, allergies, and medical conditions that make it impossible for them to survive on a vegan diet. Not to mention those who cannot afford veganism or those who don't have access to vegan foods. So I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good post. Like, no one should see anything wrong with that, right? I don't know. See, I still am pretty fucking naive, I guess, sometimes, because I should just know at this point if it says anything about veganism that's not, like, 
hurrah, it's amazing. It's going to get fucking torn apart. Well, people were really pissed. So, um, so I had a, about a thousand comments on this post uh, to go through one by one. And I also had over 200 direct messages to read one by one. Um, and that's just a, that's just a little sample of the kind of shit that I deal with on the back end that not, you know, I do share some of that, the negative stuff I receive, but I definitely don't share, like, I didn't share all too, like, well, the 200 messages, half were probably supportive and positive, and the other half were like, fuck you, you're a cunt, because you're not vegan. Um, so, you know, it was definitely half and half, which was nice. But I, I tend to share more of the negative because I just think it's fucking wild that I, that people are so aggressive about this when, you know, all I did was repost this image that spoke truthfully about the, the fact that not everyone can be vegan. I didn't say vegans suck. I didn't say fuck veganism. I didn't say anything like that. And yet people, you know, they're like, oh, no, excuse me. Everyone can be vegan. Well, sorry, but they can't. I talked about this a little bit. I'm, I have a fruit intolerance, which I found out about um, a little, like a year and a half ago. I fucking can't eat fruit, okay? That's a, like a, a big part of a vegan diet is fruit. Can I eat vegetables? Yeah, hell yeah. And I do eat vegetables. I eat a lot of fucking vegetables. I love vegetables. But I've talked to my nutritionist. I've talked to my naturopath. I've talked to my fucking doctor. And because of my health issues in terms of like my food intolerance and the fact that I've had an eating disorder back in the day, I still deal with disordered eating. Any other further restriction is not going to be healthy for me. And so I really need people to fucking like get out of yourself and understand that it's not all about you individually and personally. Okay. And there are people that exist who have a lot of fucking, like, they struggle a lot with various health issues, etc. And a vegan diet is not going to fucking fix it. It might fucking hurt it, actually. So people want to know, like, if I have some issue with vegans, and it's like, I no, I fucking really don't. And I don't even have an issue with veganism. Um, I have an issue with people who don't, like, self-reflect, okay? Um especially when you have a lot of privilege and you're some fucking white girl with like fucking dreads and you know etc like you need to fuck it and you're skinny and you're able-bodied like uh, come on okay like those are the people that I'm like you need like look just do some self-reflection and we can talk later um so yeah that's just one example uh, of the kind of like explosive um, BS I receive. Um, I understand people, not everybody thinks that that's bullshit. A lot of people were very like, people were really hurt by the fact that I am not vegan, apparently. And I'm sorry, it's just not, 
you know, I'm not super interested in speciesism. I, it's not my focus. Um, I, I do love and care about animals, but I love and care about people more. And I think um, for me personally, I'm, that's where my focus is right now. Uh, maybe that'll change. I am not resistant to that, but for the time being, that's that's what's going on. <sighs> so that's just uh, one example of of uh, the sort of back back end stuff that you know having a large account on Instagram brings you. Um, it definitely is like you know, it's like more money, more problems, (laughs) more followers, more problems. Um, but I also do have a really awesome bunch of people that follow and frequently comment and that's super amazing. So thank you. If you're one of those people, I appreciate it. Um, I was just reading an article actually the other day talking about how, um, people who, in not only people who produce original content online, et cetera, um, are, you know, they're active, of course, in these spaces, but also people who are interacting and people who are maybe just, quote, lurking, like, it's still an action that you're taking and you're still contributing. And so I, I, I read this and, and I really um, feel it to be true because, I mean, I see, you know, like I see people's comments and even if you like a post, like I do feel like that interaction is, is, you know, it's, it's an active response. Right. And it means you've seen, you've seen something in this that you either agree with or you are thinking about. And so I like this idea that we're all to some extent content creators and content users and, um, that even if you are someone who just lurks, like your, your participation and your, um, your participation is still an action. Um, so I definitely enjoyed, enjoyed that. <sighs> so what else, what else, what else, what else? I don't really have like a, uh, you know, plan of what to talk about. Like, this is really just kind of, who knows if this, this episode will ever see the light of day. Um, I think I'm going to release this for my, my Patreon people first, um, to get some feedback. So who knows if this will, if you'll ever hear this. Um, and you know, I'm still trying to figure out if it's worthwhile to do a solo podcast. I do, co-host a podcast called Dames with Demons with my bestie of 16 years, Anju. And there we we specifically talk about mental health issues. Um, and so, I mean, I have that and that, that's super fun. Um, but she's going to be gone for like over a month. So I'm like, I need to try and do some other stuff because, you know, not like I'm busy enough as it is. Uh <laughs> But I mean, I do genuinely like podcasting. And so I figured I would test this out. But please do let me know if it's super boring for you. And you're just like, eh, you know what? Good try. 
Um, but no, I mean, yeah. So I think too, at some point I will probably again, like read some DMS and do kind of like an advice column thing. Um, at the end of these episodes, I'm looking through my DMS right now and it doesn't look like I have, um, I don't think I have any DMS that I can really share at this point. Um, I need to look through them that I will have to, you know, do ahead of time to make sure I have things. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think and we will go from there, friends. Okay. All right. And let me know too, like, what else you would want to know about what, what would be of interest to you. Um, again, I figure I would, I would sort of choose a topic to talk about each week and then, um, you know, do some like advice columny stuff and probably eventually like bring people on to interview. I think that would be cool. Other activists. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that would be cool, but let me know. All right. Thanks for listening. And I hope to see you online.